Nora Speaks is a weekly podcast that tugs at the soul and consciousness of the Black community. With show topics such as youth empowerment, education, women's impact, and civic engagement, Nora Speaks challenges the listener to not only join the movement, but be the movement. On the show, you'll learn from insightful guests who have demonstrated capacity in these fields and more, and I'm your host, Nora Muhammad. Welcome to the show. Um, like I said before, um, just do what makes you happy. What do you envision your future as? What do you see yourself? What do you want your future to be? And if you want to be happy, then go for your dreams. I'm so excited to bring you this week's guest, who is none other than Anissa Parker. Anissa is a 17-year-old high school senior who is off to college next year to study film. I'm excited about this episode because to me, Anissa is an example of what we can produce in our young people when they are empowered. When we say that children are the future, it is rhetoric unless we empower them and help them gain the skills, help them gain the confidence, and help them gain the wisdom that they'll need to face tomorrow. And Anissa is certainly an example of that. And not only is she being prepared for the future, she is also helping to prepare her peers through the youth leadership work that she does. Anissa is bright, she's intelligent, and she is humble. And I was very impressed with her in this interview, as I'm sure you will be impressed as well. So without any further ado, enjoy this episode with my guest, Anissa Parker. Welcome, Anissa, to the Nora Speaks podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited that we are finally getting this done. We had a few starts and stops, um, and I'm happy that we have this opportunity. I'm grateful that you took the time to join me and my audience for this episode. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Great. So, Anissa, we're going to just jump right into it. Um, I've been knowing you for quite some time. Um, I've kind of have watched you grow up. You have uh, always been uh, a young lady that um, seemed to walk with grace, um, uh, humility. And as I see you now coming into your own as a youth leader, I have to say I really admire Um, not just your dedication, but also the kind of role modeling that you set for your peers. Thank you. Appreciate it. Great. So, Anissa, um, just introduce yourself to the audience. You're a a filmmaker. You do some editing, photography. Yes. uh, My name is Anissa Parker. I'm 17, and I enjoy filmmaking, editing, and photography. But uh, my main focus is filmmaking, and I have my own film company entitled Anissa Films. Okay. Now, um, so I kn- I am aware that you have uh, created some short films. Is there a certain genre that you like, uh, prefer one over another? Uh, well, I've mainly been doing more drama pieces and like documentaries and things, but I'm willing to branch out and do other. So I don't really have a favorite. Okay, great. And um, so you're a senior in high school. What are your plans yes. after high school? Uh, to go to a film school in one uh, university, hopefully NYU. It's my uh, number one choice. NYU, okay. Yes. That would be exciting. Um, so what got you into film? 
uh, actually, when I was at, the, uh, I attended Muhammad University of Islam, we did a project entitled Draw My Life. And um, I just enjoyed like the editing process and all that. And I thought, mm, what else can I do with this? So Very nice. Yeah. Um, so, so what exactly did you do in that specific project that kind of captured your interest in film? We had to uh, tell a story about ourselves and our life. And then we had to draw it out and um, edit it. And just the entire process of writing a story and um, editing it on the computer and just seeing a finished product of it. It was really satisfying to see. Nice. Okay. So so you, you do filmmaking and editing? Yes. And photography? Yes. Okay. How long have you been doing photography? Uh, I actually just started this year because um, there's a photography class at my school and I signed up for it. And after um, getting experience with that, I started getting more into it. And I actually enjoy it. Okay. So before we um, uh, came on air live, I was asking you a little bit about photography. So share with the audience what you like about photography. What is the thing that stands out for you? The end product really is um, the most satisfying thing to see because sometimes you don't even know that you captured a moment or just seeing it come out and visually seeing it. And it's like uh, you surprise yourself like, wow, I actually took that. And <laughs> Nice. So, um, just for the audience uh, who's listening, who may not be familiar with you and the youth leadership work that you do, um, because this is um, one of the key reasons why I was excited to have you on the on the podcast because of the uh, youth leadership work that you do, the youth empowerment work that you do, and just kind of watching you from afar interact with peers. Um, who are brought before you because of some uh, infraction that they did in school or some truancy issue, I've been able to watch you interact and have a positive impact on peers. And growing up, we're always warned about peer pressure. But I always say that peer pressure is good when the pressure is towards positive outcomes. So do you want to talk about your work in youth leadership? Yes, Um what the youth forum, the youth leadership, I've gotten the privilege of working with my peers and um, like helping like get them out of the shell like I was when I first started and just becoming friends with them and just being a good influence on them just makes you see how much more that you can do as a person and help you grow yourself. And it's just good to see you like help other people and see how far they come because of you. Wonderful. Um, so you talked about coming out of your shell. So it sounds like you were in a shell at one point. Yes. Yeah. Um, and do you feel like you've come out of your shell? Um, not fully, but I have made a lot of improvements from the past years. More like talkative and um, more like ready to like promote myself and be out there more. A little more assertive? Yes. Okay. So what's helped you become more assertive? What helped you, what's helped you put yourself out there? And because essentially you're talking about taking more risks, right? Mm -hmm. So what's helped you uh, get to this place? A lot of people just forcing me to go out and do it. (laughs) And I just got used to it. I realized that it's not that bad once you get used to, used to it. Okay. Well, I, 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 I think that's great. I believe in pushing ourselves beyond our comfort zones because we don't know what's 
in there. We don't know what's there if we are able to stay where we're comfortable when we are pushing ourselves or being pushed as you have been past your comfort zones and you learn new things about yourself. Yes. So how do you help your peers come out of their shell and come out of their comfort zones? Um, first I just become friends with them and then, um, like just make them feel welcome Mm -hmm. and to let them know that it's okay. Um, you can like be yourself, Mm -hmm. just be yourself in anything that you do Mm -hmm. and it'll be comfortable. So do you think that young people have a hard time being themselves? Yes. I think it's a lot these days it's people are getting uh, judged a lot and they, a lot of people are afraid to just be themselves. Mm, and how how were they being judged? Just people, because um, there's a lot of like stereotypes now and trends. And mm-hmm. if you're not doing that, then you're like considered weird. Okay. Or, yeah. Okay, so like kind of being non-conforming. When you're non-conforming, mm-hmm. you kind of stand out. And I know as young people. You don't want to stand out. You want to, you know, want to kind of fit in, and, and, mm-hmm. and that's where you're comfortable. You're comfortable in the crowd. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Anissa, with the youth leadership program that you're a part of with the city of Camden, I know that there's a restorative justice component. So, do you want to um, explain to the audience how you and the youth leadership program uh, utilize restorative justice practices? Um, truancy court for, uh, students who have missed a significant amount of days. It's, uh, it's run by other people in the youth forum, the members of the youth forum who are teens. And we all run the court for students who have missed amount of days, a lot of amount of days. And, um, it's supposed, it's supposed to positively influence them to do better instead of, um, like trying to look down on them. They're trying to um, help improve them. Okay. So it sounds like that it's not really a punitive model. It's no. the, so the young person is coming before their peers and they're not punished. So how do you, what do you do to try to influence them to make um, better choices that lead to positive outcomes? Uh, well, they can be assigned a mentor to uh, give them some good insight on what things to do and um they can be assigned to join actually join the program which is uh positively influences like anybody who who are in the program okay it helps them out okay so now you're um, a part of the youth leadership program as kind of a peer mentor as a role model um so you've had the opportunity to make impacts on people who have come before um the panel. And in this case, you said it's all young people that run the courtroom. Yes. Okay. That's pretty cool. So when, um, you have the opportunity to impact other people, what impacts have they had upon you? Um, to help me be more, um, open to listen to other people's stories and not just assume things and, um, just be open to making friends with everyone mm-hmm. and um, it allows me to be more like I'm forced to be more outgoing because I have to get them out of their shell mm. and it's helped me just be like more uh, approachable and open. 
Okay. And you talked about um, not assuming. So talk to us about assumptions. And um, young people often, like you said earlier, they're feeling judged and people are making assumptions about them. So how do you see that making assumptions about other people um, hinders them and yourself possibly? Yeah. Making assumptions about someone else um, that can really hurt them a lot because you, you might say, oh, they they look like this, so they look mean, or I'm not going to go up to them. So if a lot of people say they're not going to go up to them, then they're going to feel some type of way about it. And maybe they have been through something and you don't know, mm. and they need actually need someone there to be their friend. Mm. So when you talk about assumptions, I in a previous interview with Sharon McCall, who I had on in a previous episode, we talked about um helping young people deal with trauma. She said that there was a coworker that she had and the lady would always frown. And she said that she would say hi to her. She would say good morning, but the lady just didn't crack. She just always looked angry. So one day she said to her, you know, what, what's wrong? And the lady had a condition where she had chronic pain. And that's why she appeared angry. She wasn't angry. She was in pain. So your point about making assumptions is is um, definitely appropriate and fitting. And I think that uh, as adults, we can certainly um, follow the example that you're leading us towards. Um, and that, that brings me to talking with you about youth empowerment. I think that as adults, sometimes we want to um, kind of set your world up for you when we should be helping you all your generation, the coming generation, set up your world, not setting it up for you, but helping you to set it up, helping you to create the future that you desire for your lives. So um, how can us as adults, teachers, uh, educators, um, mentors, how do you see us helping to empower our young people? Um, And do you think that we're in your way? um, I don't think you are in our way. I think nowadays... Um, you give us a lot of leverage on our careers and what we can do, especially now um, with social media. There's more jobs that are being produced and uh, more attracted to. So instead of just having the typical like doctor job or lawyer, people can be more creative. I mean, students can, um, young people can be more creative, and there's more fields out there that we can be exposed to. Mm instead of being pressured to being like having not um, just being a doctor or a lawyer. Something, something non-traditional. Yes. Well, I know that a lot of parents, you know, I, I was listening to an author talk about, um, you know, her parents, you know, thought that she should either be a lawyer or, or be a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, but she wanted to be an artist. She wanted to be a writer. And, you know, her parents kind of lamented that fact that, you know, you're not going to make any money uh, creating art. So what do you say to that? Just do what makes you happy. What do you envision your future as? What do you see yourself? What do you want your future to be? And if you want to be happy, then go for your dreams. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about designing your um, life based on what you want your future to look like. So where did you get that? Where did you get that idea? That that seems like a pretty sophisticated way to um, do life planning for (laughs) someone your age. Um, Well, I always would think about like, I want. I wish I could like tell the future, see what my, um, like what I would be doing in twenty years. But I thought, what if I just create my future now? Like just do the steps and plan it, so I make sure that I have my uh, 
future goals that I actually want. Wonderful. So um, who are your role models? Um, my number one role model right now is my mom. Okay. I really look up to her because she, she's very successful in what she does. She works hard, and ever since she was young, she always works hard. She was in school, and she had me, and she still worked hard during that, and she never quit. Awesome. Anyone else? Um, you, Sister Nora, I see you doing a lot to the community. Um, you're doing your own thing, and I really appreciate it. I look up to you. And you have your own like business now, and um, I want to have my own business now, so I like look up to you a lot. Wonderful. So, have you had the opportunity to attend any um, conferences or workshops, you know, specifically in your field or or in um, you know, entrepreneurship or anything like that? Or is that something that you want to take advantage of? Um, I have not yet, but I just got accepted into this program. It's called Ruse. It's Rutgers. Uh, university student executives and it's where uh, you take courses at Rowan and um, for eight weeks and you do business things Rowan from, University I'm mean, no Rutgers University Rutgers I mean. okay um, yeah you go there it's for uh, high school students and you go there to be exposed to business even if you're not interested in business they still want to expose you to it so cool. so what what attracts you to entrepreneurship I mean, because a lot of people say, you know, I just want to get a job because, you know, there's a structure, it's already set up, you don't have to create it. Um, you know, the everything is already established for you to just walk in. But as an entrepreneur, you know, and being self-employed, you're really building it as you go. So what attracts you to that? Um, it's just more leverage in what you actually want to do. And you can set things up yourself. Um, you can You don't have to ask anybody for permission. And um, it's just rewarding to see, like, all your hard work actually paid off. Mm. Is there, um, just talking, just thinking about filmmaking for a second, is there a particular, um, I'm not a filmmaker, so I don't know the lingo, but is there a particular aspect of filmmaking that excites you more than the other? Is it the filming, shooting? Is it the writing? Is it the directing? Is it the editing? No, there's not one thing that I like more. I like everything. That's why... Um, when I go to film school, it's going to be hard for me to pick what aspect that I want to do because I just love and I enjoy doing all of it. The filming, the story writing, the editing is everything. That's just wonderful. Like, is there a specific, um, are, are you interested in acting at all? Um, stage not, or in film yourself? No. I mean, I used to be, but, um, I just don't think it's for me. Okay, you so you're behind the camera. Yes. Okay. Is there a particular um, director, writer, producer that you admire right now? Lee Daniels. Oh, Lee Daniels. Okay. So yes. what what is it about his? Is it his writing, producing, directing? Um, Lee Daniels, uh, the creator of Star, his directing and just writing, storytelling of the show Star. I just admire how he brings real life situations into. Um, a show and it and it's com- it's comedic and it's still entertaining, but he still shines light on some aspects that need to be addressed. Okay, that sounds nice. Um, Anisa, I'm really enjoying this time with you, and just um, having watched you come up over the years, 
I I always say I wish I was like Anissa when I was younger, um, because you just seem to have such a sense of direction about yourself. You have such a, uh, um, you know, you know what it is that you want. And I didn't know exactly what I wanted until you know I had um, some time, experience in life, family, and career before I kind of fell into what my passion is. But you found yours very early on, and I'm very happy for you that you Thank found you. it. Um, so, so have you done any um, films recently? Or is there something that you want to share with the audience, a recent project? Yes, I just created a film entitled Stay Woke. And it's basically, it's about the injustices that African-Americans and minority, minorities are still facing today as they were like hundreds of years ago. But it's now modern. Mm. And it just shines light on a um, young teenager male teenager who uh, is walking down the street. Well, actually, he has a dream that he was being hung. It's in the 1900s, and he's being hung for something he didn't do. And he wakes up from that dream, and the same thing happens again, but it's modern. So he's getting pulled over by a police officer and killed Mm -hmm. for something that he didn't do. And where did did that um, come from? What, 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 What inspired you to create that film? Um, I just wanted something that was still current for from today, um, and something that mattered to me because I know I see still on the news a lot of things are happening to our African American uh, brothers and sisters, and um, it's just not right that it's still happening. Okay, is there a, a film that you've seen uh, lately that uh, has uh, any kind of particular resonance for you that you've seen this year or last year and and what genre of film is it your favorite to to watch or do you have a specific favorite Um, I don't have a favorite um I love all genres um maybe drama is my favorite okay and what about um television writing is that something that would be of interest to you or is it it just (laughs) film Um, I haven't thought about television writing, maybe. Okay. Okay. So when you're not uh, taking pictures, when you're not making films or editing, what what other hobbies do you have? Um, I do martial arts. Oh, okay. Yes, I am a purple belt. I've been doing it for a few years, and I enjoy just uh, doing doing a kata, which is like, it's kind of like a dance. Um, for karate, but it just shows the techniques and the fighting. What attracted you to martial arts? Uh, I wanted to learn how to protect myself because I was more of a quiet person. So I wanted to, just in case someone tried to take advantage of me, I would be able to stick up for myself. And are you able to now? Yes. And what, Did you say what belt you are? Yes, I'm a purple belt. A purple currently. belt. So after a purple belt, there is... Brown belt. And brown then after belt. brown belt, there's a black belt. Okay. So tell us um, where we can find you. Do you have an Instagram or uh, Instagram account or a website? Yes, I have uh, both. I have um, my Instagram account is Nisa Felt, Nisa dot Picks, N-E-E-S-A-H dot P-I-C-S. And it's where I show all of my photography work. And I have a website um, entitled NisaFilms.Wixsite.com. Okay. And where can we see your short your short film? Can we see that on your website, your most recent short film? 
Yes, it's on my website and on YouTube. Okay, and how can we find you on YouTube? Um, you can just look up Nisa Films on YouTube, and all my work will come up on there. Okay, great. Um, is there anything that you'd like to leave with the audience before we close out? Uh, I just wanted to say that if you have a passion for something, just go ahead and do it, and don't try to make other people happy. Just create your future that you want. Okay. So, Nisa, before I ask my last question of you, I want to thank you for the contributions that you have made and you're continuing to make and the impacts that I've seen you make on other people. Um, you're right. You know, you have not always been the loudest one in the room, but um, but how you handle yourself and um, your humility and your modesty and your grace certainly speaks volume. So I will just encourage you to keep on doing the things that you enjoy and just continue being you. Um, but my last question is, um, on the Nora Speaks podcast, it is, uh, my intention that, uh, that I and my guests, um, encourage the listeners to be the movement as I see you being the movement with the work that you're doing, not just in your own personal self-development with martial arts and filmmaking and the things that you do to get out of your comfort zone, but even in how you make impacts on other people. So how can you encourage young people who may be listening to be the movement? Um, Like I said, go out of your comfort zone and just do it. If you're passionate about it, just go ahead, um, be bold, don't be afraid to speak what you want to what you want others to hear. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Nora Speaks podcast. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed my time. Thank you again for listening to the Nora Speaks podcast. Be on the lookout for another episode coming at you fresh next week. And as always, if you want to learn more about me and the work that I do, visit my website, norazahira.com. Or if you have a listener question that you would like me to answer on air, you can email me at questions at You can also follow me on Facebook at Muhammad and on Instagram at NoorZ20. I'll be sure to include links to the above in today's show notes. If this show has value to you, please like and subscribe and share it out with family and friends, and be sure to check out previous episodes. And remember, don't just join the movement, be the movement. Stay in peace.